Hey talkers, welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English by practicing every day and also connect with a global community. This podcast is a mix of our Instagram lives and IGTV videos, along with other recorded content. Sometimes we just give tips on how to improve your English, and other times we talk about a wide variety of topics, sometimes with special guests. Most of the episodes are in English, some are a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few we only speak Spanish. I hope you enjoy, and remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco, or check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and learn more about how we can help you. What's up, talkers? Welcome to episode four of Garage Band Drone Wars Barito Ruioso Keep Talking podcast. If you've been listening the last three episodes, basically... Um, I've been recording these episodes in my garage with this cool new podcasting equipment that I've got, right? Um, but for some reason, there's been like a lot of planes flying overhead and you can kind of hear it in the podcast. So if you hear planes today, I apologize again. I don't know why there's so many planes flying overhead. But today we are going to be talking about, <laughs> I'm actually just going to be telling some stories about some um, cell phone problems that I've had when I've traveled to other countries. And it seems like, it seems like I always have some sort of a technological cell phone related issue. I mean, I'm just kind of bad with technology in general, right? It's actually kind of a miracle that I was able to get this podcast uh, equipment set up correctly uh, because usually I'm just not very good with like technical skills. Although, although I do know some basic coding, HTML, CSS, JavaScript. Anyway, the point is we're going to be talking about some cell phone problems that El Señor Sean ha tenido when he has traveled to different countries. Um, and this is something if any of you have traveled or if you plan to travel, well, if you plan to travel, take some notes because, um, Actually, I don't even know if there's anything to take notes on. Just enjoy the stories and just try to make sure that you know what you're doing when you go to a different country as far as how you're going to use a cell phone, etc., etc. Because I just don't think that many of us would survive very well in this world without a cell phone. I do know. I have a friend who his cousin went on like a five-day, maybe even like a 10-day trip walking through the Appalachian Mountains in like... Hillbilly, West Virginia. West Virginia is a state in the United States, and a hillbilly just means like someone who's, I don't even know how to describe it. Is there a word in Spanish for hillbilly? It's like someone who lives in the mountains and is like an uncivilized human, right? Anyway, so my cousin's friend did this thing where he went for like 10 days with nothing, right? Like obviously no cell phone, just was like hiking through the woods. And like, there's some scary, there's some crazy wild stuff that goes on in these hillbilly lands from what I've heard. Um, and I'm not worried about offending any of the hillbillies because I know they're not listening to this podcast, but anyway, he did that for like, apparently like 10 days and like really didn't even have much to eat or drink with him. It was just like walking and walking like ultra marathon through the woods, you know? Um, but anyway, I think the rest of us would not survive very long without a cell phone. I mean, I think I could maybe go like, you know, maybe three hours, <laughs> but, uh, especially when you're in another country, you know, you need to have some sort of a way of contacting people, right? It's one thing to be lost in your own country. 
to be lost in another country. Yeah, it's just, it's even worse. But um, anyway, let's talk about some of my stupid shenanigans with, with cell phones. Now, the first time I remember having cell phone problems was in Jordan, in Jordania, when I was there about 10 years ago. I think there it was more just like I didn't know what I was doing, right? Like I was like 21 or two years old. And for some reason, even though most people who are 21 or 22 years old, know how to use a cell phone and know what they're doing in life. I just didn't at that point. Um, but then there, um, actually though, the two funniest things were in Brazil and Colombia. And I actually have like a running joke with an old travel buddy of mine, un amigo viajero que viajaba conmigo mucho, um, about me always having cell phone problems. So the first one, this is really funny. When we were in Brazil for the Olympics, right? We were lucky enough to go in 2016 to see the Olympics, and we got a lot of crazy stories about that. Some of them are not appropriate for Keep Talking podcast, but um, <laughs> there was the second night that we were there. Um, I had my phone from the U.S., and it like it kind of would work. I can't even remember. I think that we would have like cell phone coverage in. I can't remember. Like I would have Wi-Fi when I would go to the place we were staying. And I think in some places I would even have like T-Mobile international coverage. I don't know. But so the second night, it's like one o'clock in the morning in the middle of this place called Lapa, um, which is just a stupid place to be if you're a gringo, but it's really fun. Anyway, so my buddy and I were in the street dancing, right? Everybody's just like dancing and drinking, doing stupid stuff in the street. Really fun, really dangerous. Bem-vindo ao Brasil. Welcome to Brazil. Anyway, and especially Rio. Rio de Janeiro is it's an amazingly fun city, and it's a very dangerous city now. But anyway, we are uh, dancing in the street, and like I remember, I was I was dancing with a girl, and I was doing the thing where like I know how dangerous it is, right? Like I or not like someone's gonna come up and stab you right there, but like getting robbed, robos, um, robos in Brazil, very common. It can easily happen. Um, even in broad daylight, but I was doing the thing where I was like checking my pockets every 30 seconds, right? So I'm like checking my pockets. Okay. All right. Yep. I got my wallet there. I got my phone there. I had them in the front pocket too. And those bolsillos, uh, delanteros, right? Nothing in the back pockets. Nada en los, nada en el trasero. <laughs> uh, cause I know it's easier for people to just like walk up behind you and steal it. So I'm like checking my front pockets, right? I'm like, okay, yep. My phone's there. My wallet's there. Then I go back to dancing a little bit. 30 seconds later, check the wallet, check the phone. Okay, good. Go back to dancing. 30 seconds later, check again. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. And then de la nada, just out of nowhere, one time I checked and it's gone. My phone's just gone. It's just gone. And then of course I'm in that like state of shock. And I think I like said in my bad Portuguese, I'm like, me roubaram o telefone. They stole my phone. Right. And nobody had any idea what to do. And by that point, like whoever stole it was long gone, right? They made a beeline out of there. Beeline just means like they, they booked it. They went really fast out of there. Um, and so I had no chance of getting it back, right? And then like 10 minutes later, we just kind of went back to partying. And to make a long story short, it was like a really dumb decision to continue partying that night since I had lost my phone and was in like one of the more dangerous uh, streets of of Rio. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's a lot, there's a lot of dangerous areas in Rio. I love Rio. I really do love Cariocas. That's what people from Rio are, <clears throat> are known as, but man, that city is, um, it's just a rough place these days, unfortunately. But anyway, continued partying, 
you know, it was all good. Obviously, I'm like, oh, damn, now I don't have a phone for, <laughs> well, that's not good. But so anyway, the next day, we, we, were, we were partying until like 6 or 7 in the morning, right? I think we went to sleep like after the sun rose. You know, we, were, we went to sleep at like 7 o'clock in the morning. It's different than my lifestyle now because as many of you know, I wake up typically around 3.30 in the morning. So if you do the math, waking up at 3.30 can be pretty difficult if you go to bed at seven o'clock in the morning, if you know what I mean. It's negative three and a half hours of sleep. Okay, so uh, joking aside, we woke up like we woke up like afternoon, you know, I think we woke up at like maybe one or two in the afternoon. We like took our sweet time eating breakfast. My buddy and I were like, yeah, we're gonna go to a store. We're gonna go like get you a new cell phone, right? And for some reason, the store was closing at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. I have no idea why. Um, maybe they were on like Olympic hours. Yeah, work for four hours a day, then go party. Um, you know, the cool thing about Brazilians during the Olympics was, is like most of them were just working like normal. I mean, they were working for like eight to five, from eight to five. And then they would literally go out and party from like, you know, 8 p.m. to, to 5 a.m. And then they would go like sleep two hours and then go to work. Brazilians are unbelievable at not needing sleep. They're, they're crazy. Seriously, they just, I, I don't know how they do it. You know, I, I don't know if like, it, it's a superpower. I don't know if it's like the caipirinha or something that they put in that, that just makes them, I don't know if they're just like chugging Red Bulls all day, every day. I don't know, but Brazilians, more than anybody, well, they're, they're the most fun people to hang around and they just don't need to sleep. They will literally just stay up drinking until five o'clock in the morning and then go to work at seven or eight o'clock in the morning the next day after like two hours of sleep. It's unbelievable. And they were doing it for the whole three weeks we were there at the Olympics. Anyway, so um, we woke up really late. We took our sweet time having breakfast. We go to the store and the store was like closing at four o'clock in the afternoon for some reason, right? And so we were able to get a phone, you know, they had to do like all the thing where they set it up and you're in the phone store for like a half hour or whatever. I don't really know what happened. And I remember it was funny because we ended up going out of this like little doggy door. <laughs> like one of those is portitas chiquitas como para perros. I don't know if those are used in Latino America, but we have those in the U.S. Like a little doggy door, literally. Like me and my buddy like crawled out from underneath that because they had closed the main doors to the store. So we went out this like little doggy door. Anyway, so I had my phone, right? Turns out, resulta que, this phone was like, it was previously used by somebody. I think they do that a lot in Brazil, like it's a recycled phone. And so I turned on WhatsApp and I started getting messages from this, like this WhatsApp group called Familia de Deus, Familia de Dios, Family of God, right? And it's really funny because like, they seem like nice people and everything, but they were definitely from a comunidade. A comunidad or comunidade is basically, it's a favela, right? Um, that's what they call them in Rio de Janeiro as comunidades. I think, yeah, yeah, they call them comunidades, right? It's been a while. I need to, to brush up on my Portuguese. But anyway, um, so yeah, they were this like big family that was exchanging all these WhatsApp messages, just like normal stuff. I can't remember what they were saying, but... Um, actually I do remember it was really funny. I got one message that said like, um, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got to say this word for word. And I don't even know if this is considered like a, like a swear word really in, in Brazil. It doesn't sound very good as a native English speaker, but I'll, I'm just going to say it cause this is what the message said. So, um, it was written N E G-A, I believe it was. And as most of you know, it's a very, very offensive word if you say anything that sounds like 
N something something GA in English. Do not say that in English, but I'm just going to say it. So in Portuguese, the message read, and it was just like a direct message to me, not just the, uh, the Familia de Deus one. Direct message to me from someone that says, Nega, me manda o dinheiro que homem vem amanhã. Which literally means like, basically like, Negra, mandame el dinero, el, el man, el hombre viene mañana. Right? So, like, hey girl, black girl, if you want to say it that way, um, send, send me the money, the man's coming tomorrow. Right? And so here I am, I'm, I'm the black girl who's got to give the money because the man's coming. Um, so, like I said, I don't know anything about these people. I don't know who they are. I was just receiving these messages. And then I'm finally just like, I even had my profile picture up there, right? Like my gringo profile picture. They knew I wasn't one of them. They should have been looking at my profile picture, right? But, um, so I think I finally responded like, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not that person you're looking for, right? And then I finally, like, I think the main, like, the leader of the Familia Gideos group said like, who who are you? Canada's wave one. What are you doing in this group? And then I'm just like, I'm sorry, I came here for the Olympics and my phone. I got a new phone and I'm in your group. Don't hurt me. Anyway, so I think they just kind of like kicked me out of the WhatsApp group and nothing else happened. But I actually ended up using that phone. I kept using that phone for the rest of my like three weeks there. Um, so moral of the story is, if you go to Brazil, don't dance in Lapa at one o'clock in the morning. If you do dance in Lapa at one o'clock in the morning, don't wear gringo golf sports shorts with big wide pockets in the front. If you do wear gringo sports shorts, golf shorts with wide pockets in the front, and you get your phone stolen, then don't go to a store with a doggy door and get a new phone the next day. And if you do go to the store and get the phone from the doggy door, then don't respond to the WhatsApp messages from Familia Gideos, okay? These are the lessons learned from this story, folks. Now, the next story is about Colombia. Uh, I was in Colombia, this would have been like 2017, right? And I remember I needed, like my phone, you know, my T-Mobile crap international coverage just wasn't working. I don't even really remember what the problem was, right? All I remember is that I needed a new SIM card, una nueva SIM card. Right? We always loved the way the Colombians pronounce SIM card. Una SIM card. Es la SIM card. Or something like that. Right? Anyway. Um, probably losing followers because I'm making fun of the Colombian accent. Oh, well. Okay. So I remember like the first thing that I had to do was I was inside one of those little Claro shops for like three hours. Right? I mean, I spent like the whole day in there. I was in there for like three hours and even like went on an extra trip. I think I like went out to have lunch and then came back to the Claro shop while they were still working on my phone, right? So they finally put the new scene card in there and I'm like, okay, yeah, we're good to go. Well, then of course it's still not working. I don't remember why. It's just not working. I just can't send messages, can't make calls, can't do anything. So then, I don't know why I decided to do this either. These are just like a lot of don't do this things. But then I just decided to go to like one of those little... Um, what do you call it? Just like basically a street vendor, you know, one of those kioscos, like a little lugarcito en la calle donde venden cosas para celulares, right? Um, you know, SIM cards, whatever, right? Saldo, you know, yeah, they're, they're, they're selling you saldo and all sorts of stuff like that. You can go and recharge your saldo. Um, it's funny because it's like something we don't typically do in the U.S. Things just work different. But yeah, I remember I was like, I was always doing that when I would travel to like Chile and Colombia, like recharging saldo, you know, give me some more saldo on this phone. So anyway, I'm in there with one of like the saldo dealers. I remember his name was Juan Pablo because everybody in Medellin is named Juan Pablo, like 60% of people, it seems like. I'm sorry, if there's any Juan Pablos listening to this, 
I mean, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of Juan Pablos and Juan Carlos's in Colombia. You can't deny that. So there's me and Juan Pablo in there, and he's like the expert looking at this thing. And he, you know, was saying something about how, you know, my SIM card was supposed to be unblocked or maybe unlocked, or I don't even remember what the word is. But he's going into the settings, entrando en los ajustes y todo y todo, you know, like he, he's going into like all these settings that no one else ever goes into, you know, like usually you don't have to use like 99% of the stuff in the settings on your phone. But he's like looking into all of this crazy crap, you know, and he's like, well, maybe if I like do this, he was like Googling and YouTubing stuff. Like, yeah, how do I, how do I find a, a weird way to go in and unlock this dude's SIM card? Or how do I make this work even though it's just not supposed to work and there's just a problem anyway? Like basically trying to dar un jeito, as they say in Brazil. Dar un jeito is like, like averiguar una solución cuando no debería, cuando no está funcionando por una razón eh, eh, razonable. You get my point, right? Trying to fix something in the non-proper way, right? And I'm like, what the heck are we doing here? I just remember I was literally at that store for like eight hours. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but just like me standing out there gringo on the corner at Juan Pablo's little saldo shop, right? He's just going over all this stuff. Finally, I remember finally... <laughs> Finally, we made it work. I literally spent like the whole day at like Glorieta 81 Carrera no sé qué, right? Um, they always call them Glorietas too in Nigerian, right? Isn't, isn't that what they call them? The roundabouts? Las Glorietas. I think that's the word for it, right? But I remember I was standing there the whole day at this thing. And finally, actually, I remember what happened now. I remember I was trying to like get my contacts back um, because I needed to contact a special someone that I couldn't. And I lost my contacts and I needed that number. And I finally got it back. And it finally, so it finally worked. Like Juan Pablo's Ocho Horas de No Se Que finally did work. And I got it back. The moral of these whole stories is figure out what you're going to do in terms of your cell phone before you go travel to another country. That way you don't have to spend three hours in the Claro shop, eight hours in the Juan Pablo Glorieta Saldo Tiendita, and uh, three hours in the Doggy Door <laughs> Brazil store after getting your phone stolen in Lapa. And don't wear stupid gringo shorts, and don't go dancing out in the middle of the night with your phone easily accessible in your pocket. All right, talkers, I hope you enjoyed this. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency and connect with a global community. Remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco and check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community.